And who are we? That's one secret. We'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to season two, episode 15. That's right. Two 15s this season of Gossip Guys Max. Tracking Trachtenberg Part 3, Inspector Gadget. Go, and go, as Gadget. always, I am Aaron, and alongside me is... Andy Green, we did it. Aaron Davidian. <sighs> or Davidian, depending on the day. Depending on the day, yeah. Whoever's <laughs> looking for me. I have multiple friends that change their name pronunciations. It's fun. Like It's just like, why not? Why do we take it so seriously? Yeah, what's in a name? I guess a lot, <laughs> but well, it's no only as much as you yeah, care about I, it. I think you just, yeah, it's, I think uh, it's to, it's easier for some people in different ways. So you just got to say it differently. I don't know. Some I people just got to get, I mean, listen, in Godfather part three, Mary says Corleo in three different ways. Right. <laughs> hey, that's because it's the third movie. All right. <laughs> she, we're, we've been building up to it. It makes perfect sense. Uh, so yeah, we are talking about the Disney plus uh, classic. Inspector Gadget. Um, it's on Disney Plus. It's just a Disney movie. It's a it's a 1999 summer blockbuster, is what it is. All right, and we we're looking at, if we're tracking Trachtenberg, this is her second hand at a summer blockbuster. Harriet the Spy was a July '96 release. This July is July '99, probably alongside from- Wild Wild West. <laughs> it was a great year for movies. A great <laughs> summer for movies. No regrets from any of these movies, and we will have no regrets to bring in our very special guest today. We have improv, extraordinaire, hot sauce chugging, funny man, Matt Chamberlain in the building, uh, friend of the pod, well, friend of us, now friend of the pod. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> I think you forgot a uh, gadget super fan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The inspector. I'm sorry. <laughs> the inspector. I'm yes. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you could say that I am LA's inspector gadget expert. Wow. You could say it, but would you be right if you said it? Uh, no. <laughs> well, actually, we don't know. You know, are uh, you are, are you in any like gadget uh, face club? Uh, clubs and any group face clubs you mean facebook yeah, groups? clubs yeah i'm not in any face clubs or facebook clubs <laughs> are you do you have, what's like the gadget uh instagram is there a gadget instagram i do not know i'm just revealing myself i'm a fraud <laughs> <laughs> we're all frauds um is there an existing car like does the cartoon is it still going is it ongoing or do we need to bring it back it was on netflix for a while well no i meant well, like repeats or like they had a reboot of the cartoon? Like, what do you mean? They had a computer animated um, remake. Uh, ah. mm-hmm. And there is talk of a new film. Oh, okay. A new I film. Could, but, I, I yeah. could be in. I could be in if they do it right. If they come talk to me, I got some ideas. Depends oh, on okay. what the budget. Yeah, depends on what the budget is. I'm not sure the budget was the problem here. No, uh, the budget was off. The, they had, it was a 90 million budget. It, oh yeah, I, I I could see it on screen. Like no, was, it, it yeah. looked great. It looks great, and, and well. the, the effects were good for like '99. Very colorful. You know, I enjoyed the scenery. I yeah, I think if I had something to say about like I was, I gave the the I give them credit because they went for it with this movie. Like it was just yes. nuts. You know, it was not, it was a live action cartoon. The tone was for children, and and I think there was so much of. Just uh, there's there's 40 minutes of a movie that wasn't there where there's character development. Maybe Penny gets kidnapped. All right. I saw a lot of potential in this film. Yeah, it had potential. It definitely had potential, but it was directed by David. Yes, David Kellogg. He's a commercial director. He also directed the Vanilla Ice vehicle, Cool yeah. as Ice. That's Cool not... as Ice. Yeah. Ooh, I've heard that that's actually a, a brilliant film from some well, film heads. This is what I will say about Cool as Ice to you two fellows. Um, <laughs> Janusz Kaminski. Yeah. Does, he does the cinematography, and it has amazing cinematography. Um, and it's worth seeing. It really is worth seeing uh, just for that. Yes. 
I, I've been looking for it. It's hard to find, uh, you know, we got to get vanilla ice out here for the pod, but yeah. Um, I did not know it was the same director. That's amazing. Uh, so this is, he went uphill to inspector gadget here, David Kellogg. Um, yeah, well let's, I guess we're here cause of Michelle Trachtenberg, but I think we got to build up to her cause there's not a ton on her, but I think that's part of the movie's flaw. She's, mm-hmm. I, I have two favorite things in this movie, her mm-hmm. as Penny and D.L. Hughley as Gadget Mobile. I think those are my two favorite parts. D.L. Hughley was amazing. I love D.L. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm gonna have to- uh, Disagree? <laughs> gonna have to be the voice of reason here. <laughs> play, a little, uh, play a little devil's advocate. Um, being that I am LA's uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget expert, Gadget Mobile does not talk in the original cartoon. Um, he's not a character. In fact, if anything in this film, he replaces Penny and Brain. All right. Mm. The reason why Penny is such a small, ah. she has she has such little screen time in this film is because the gadget mobile does everything that she's supposed to do. Ooh. Wow. So so we need him for, I didn't know this. Okay. That makes sense. It's funny that the two notes that I had, they, they are actually connected like that. Uh, And it it actually makes a lot of sense. I did think when gadget mobile showed up, I was like, Oh, does he need, he needs more gadgets. He needs more things. Like (laughs) he's basically the manual is, you know, huge it's like three stories tall and uh yeah, he never cartoon. reads it of yeah. course um but yeah like uh he has all these abilities all these different things and then yeah then they give him another i mean because they want to do batman right and then it's sort of like the knight rider it has whispers of iron man with like that sort of jarvis it had before jarvis surge soda and coke it had skittles it, it had yahoo car. It, it had, had Yahoo, Yahoo reference. Yes, that was great. The surge yeah. in the vending machine was the most 90s. of it. I mean, there's yeah. a Smash Mouth. It's Smash Mouth. Pre-Shrek. They got to it. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. You give Shrek all the credit. It was Inspector Gadget. Oh, it's the yeah. same fucking song. And, and, too. and Penny's Tommy Hilfiger jacket. Very 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do not forget the Skittles in the Gadget Mobile. Not just Skittles, but different candies a vending machine in the gadget mobile. Yeah, there was more than Skittles. There was soda and candy. Yeah, like exactly. Different- That's true. Yeah, this is a great car. And you got DL driving and talking to you and doing like a, an act the whole time. It's great. I think Listen, I-, I, I think I, I don't care that it's not in the cartoon. But yeah, I think, I, that I think, I think they me. still could have found a way to get Penny and her, him to have adventures. They actually had great chemistry. You know, as as when she got in the car, he immediately was like, oh, you're the actual inspector. Like, who's this fucking idiot? Because uh, that was Harriet's yes. the spy. He knew that Harriet the spy was in the car with him. That was a crossover right there. She was on the case. Listen, I love Trachtenberg. I was disappointed that she didn't have a bigger role in this film. Absolutely. The opening... I will say this though, the opening scene I loved. I was actually like, oh, maybe I will like this movie. Because <laughs> it was like, because it was all about the, it was the dream. You know, he yeah. has a dream where he's the hero. Yes. And then he wakes up and it's like a nice little moment between him and Penny. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be like Aaron said at the beginning of this? Oh, it could be like, an, you know, like about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And like this. Yes. If you if you really respected the cartoon <laughs> and the and the storytelling in the cartoon, you could make a great movie. But uh, they did not do that with the Yeah. So their relationship was really weird. Like, I mean, I like that they didn't explain it. But at the same time, he she's his niece. Right. And there's no mention of her parents anywhere, which is like a running thing with uh, with Michelle Trachtenberg movies. Her parents are always <laughs> failing her. Um, so do they are they dead? Do they exist? Yeah, so there's no, you never learn the backstory of Penny. All you know is that she lives with her cyborg uncle and <laughs> and they have a dog. They have a dog named Brain. Like, I'm in. It's great. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't love this as a kid? Like, I didn't realize, I mean, I didn't even realize, I realize now at 38, it's just Robocop for kids. It's oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. RoboCop yeah. without like a consent form. But like, I guess if the choice is death or a RoboSuit, you take RoboSuit. But like, yeah. it's sort of yeah. 
that stuff was insane that like, they, oh, we'll just take this random guy and give him all these powers. Very irresponsible, very stupid program. Yeah, there's there's a backstory <laughs> with, with, with Sherry O'Terry as the mayor and Dabney Coleman as the chief. They've got this like cyborg like police force happening. There's so much more that we didn't know because they probably cut it out because like, oh, it's not for kids. You know, like that's true. You know, it's, there's a let's talk about this cast for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about this okay i'm so, ready i'm ready all right so Please. so we've got matthew broder of course is just fantastic as inspector gadget he's great he's, he's not the problem at all not at all no, yeah. no. Uh, him is uh uh the fucking robo gadget is great that's my favorite oh, yes evil evil gadget was great and he did both parts well love jolie fisher i think she's fantastic she did nothing wrong in this i she's great uh, as we said before, Trachtenberg is is phenomenal. Um, I, I think we we almost had another Trachtenberg freakout, but she they let they made her hold it in. They made her hold it in there. That was a mistake. Like, you yes, never, that was you a never mistake. Let, you never hold it in. No, because you, you guys. See- can oh, you yeah. guys please? Uh, can you please uh, elaborate on the Trachtenberg freakout? Andy, please. Ah. Ah, well, so we've noticed a couple through lines so far in our journey. We've we've been we've been to seventeen again. We've been Harriet the Spying, and in both movies, uh, when basically there there was a freakout by Michelle Trachtenberg in both of those movies, and it's also just that is her character, like her best point, her strength as an actress is to go to those crazy places, basically, and just go nuts. And it's sort of those, it's sort of an undercurrent in both of those characters, and then she just explodes. And in Gossip Girl, where we, you know, that's why mm-hmm. we're here. Mm-hmm. She was that character all the time too. She was an insane person, but like fan favorite. She, it was almost like she was insane, but also just honest, right? And just sort of no bullshit, like yes. calling out what's going on. And I think that's what she's doing in, well, not in 17 again, but that's what she was sort of doing in Harriet the Spy. And in here, I think there's opportunities for her to do some freak out. There are, uh, and they they did they they did not let her have those. And I, even in Buffy, she had some freak outs. So there are though there is that she knows how to do this. And I think I think that was a very disappointing part of this movie. Um, okay, let's talk Rupert Everett. I felt he was very miscast. I exactly. Did, yeah. I, exactly. I did not. Um, He's he's just not a good villain. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't like terror. I need to be a little terrified. I I know it needs to be kids kid funny, but they were able to do it with Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog, and so where he's kid funny and still a little scary. Rupert Everett just did not have that. He's not villainous, and and I know I I I feel like I know what uh, Matt's gonna say here. Also in the cartoon, <laughs> you don't see his face. That's true. In the cartoon, Dr. Claw, you only see his silver gauntlets on his hands with his Ooh. golden spiked mm-hmm. wristbands. Oh, that is normally, cooler. And usually he's just sitting with his cat, mm. which does not have an actual name. It's referred to as Mad Cat. <laughs> um, but Fair Dr. Enough. Claw, Dr. Claw in the original is voiced by Frank Welker. Who oh. also he also is famous for doing the voice of Megatron oh. in Transformers, um, and he has a very scary voice. I mean, Doctor Claw is a very frightening villain in the cartoon, um, but here I agree with Aaron. Completely miscast. They completely changed the character, and he's no longer scary. He has this like grabber hand grabber yeah. claw hand yeah like the actual grabber like if you yeah, get it from the yeah, store yeah, that's like yeah, what yeah. it is yeah yeah and it's just it just doesn't work and it was one of the big missteps when they made this film it, it felt like a misunderstanding of the cartoon just from what you're saying and also like yes this, like what makes tmnt movies great is shredder and, and like that they're actually sort of freaky and scary and i think like there's room for that i don't know maybe they didn't want is Austin Powers out at the same time right before? Was that like two the same? They didn't want to. I know, think do... just tonally, it just they just went for a tone, and this is a cartoon for live action cartoon for kids, and that's just the tone they went with. You know, I think I, I think there uh, there was probably some studio involvement that said, "Ham it up." More exclamation points. That was the Mm -hmm. thing. It was too much ham because every character was a ham. It's like if Inspector Gadget is that already, and he's like the biggest buffoon in the world, which Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, I'll I'll ask Matt if that's accurate to the cartoon because it it bothered me 
in this movie because I was like, why? It's just irresponsible to give him powers. But um, but then then you have the villain doing the same note, and it's just like you need some contrast. We want to have different levels, and you can ham it up in different ways or or whatever. I mean, the minions can ham it up. I, I kind exactly. of like the minions, but then you need yeah, you need some actual villains, some action. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys on that. Um, yeah, no, I I agree, and I will say that. Um, again, in the original cartoon, uh. Inspector Gadget is a buffoon. You know, he is. Mm -hmm. And that's not the issue with the movie. In my eyes, the issue is a couple of things that it's an origin story. Mm -hmm. With no story. Exactly. Yeah. And he doesn't learn anything. He doesn't, get, he never deserved it. It's like what you said about Green Lantern, Aaron. You were pissed, like, why does Ryan Reynolds get the ring? And it's like this one, it's even more just because he was there. See, it was just. Now, <laughs> Green Lantern was so long. I would have, I wanted 40 more minutes of this. I wanted oh, to see, I wanted to see <laughs> this story develop. You well, know, if they actually did it correctly. Yeah. All, yes. If they, that's, that's the thing. They didn't do origin stories correctly back then. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do origin stories correctly. They really, I would have been a lot happier if they just started without explaining, you know, how he got his gadgets. Um, if they just started with Penny being more of the hero, honestly. Yeah, well, because I mean, it sounds like in the cartoon that he's, you know, he has the, you know, cool gadgets or whatever, but Penny and Brain are literally the brains in like what drive the operation and, and, and so I think that movie would have been better for sure. Uh, and it would have made more sense. Like in this, it was like Matthew Broderick is the hero, but like too much. And it was just like blind luck all the time. And it just, that doesn't, yeah, there was no journey. There was no arc really. It's yeah, just no, the, there was no, there was no B storyline mm -hmm. there. And that there, so there was, there was just, there was no emotional story. There was no actual B story. And they just kind of went with this one hour and 20 minutes and here we are, you know, and, and and that's there's so much potential because again, this cast of veteran character actors. Now, I, maybe maybe Matt has a different opinion because maybe these characters like the Gadgetmobile, you know, weren't in there. But I I don't mind uh, seeing these these minions. I, Andy Dick, who doesn't love Andy Dick? You know, I'm you know I'm, anybody who's met him, I think. But yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say <laughs> right, you enough. know this you know this was made in the nineties when Andy Dick's character's name is Kramer. Yes. <laughs> I, I had a theory about that. My guess was that the screenwriter wrote it really envisioning Michael Richards like as, you know, he's going to play Kramer. It's going to be great. And then he's like, smartly was like, no thanks, you know, or they couldn't even get to him. And then they're just like, ah, well, whatever. We'll keep the name Kramer. Cause they even had the same hair. Andy yeah. Dick had the had Kramer hair. <laughs> well, as much as I love Matthew Broderick and I think he's amazing. I think he, I, th I don't think he could have done a better job, but I think Michael Richards actually might have made a better Inspector Gadget Ooh. in this film. Ooh. That would have been, I would have loved to see that. Like, just to like, cause I mean, he can do, I mean, he's just the best at physical comedy and just that sort yeah. of swagger thing that he has is perfect for Inspector ah. Gadget. That is a, I was going to ask if, if we were recasting, well, for today, because you mentioned that there's a, maybe a new movie, but also, yeah, like the, clearly this movie was sort of a mistake. I don't think it was Matthew Broderick's, but it's like, um, yeah, it's sort of the filmmakers bungled it, not him. He did the best he could. But I, I like that alternate reality with him. I, I don't know if Michael Richards would have saved this movie if he was, if you just substituted him in, but maybe that would have moved the needle in some way. And then it just it would have all shifted. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if you had Edgar Wright directing an Inspector Gadget movie. Ooh, yeah. With with Michael Richards <laughs> in the past. You got to go. This is like pre-Michael Richards. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need to talk about what happened yeah. to Michael Richards. But, oh, well, like, um, but you know, people make mistakes. I think he's very, he's, he's expressed a lot of regret and, and is yeah. trying to make amends. And, and really, I, I feel like he's just beating himself up about that now. That's his life. That's true. I think it would make <laughs> it would be the ultimate comeback for Michael Richards. Inspector Gadget. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't I mean, he'd be old Inspector Gadget. He'd be like Grandpa Gadget. You know, it's like that sounds like something that exists. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah. that's true. 
well, no, no yeah, I think what now, they should do, yeah, I think young. the reboot should be Penny as as like the scientist detective making a new cyborg gadget. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So there's Trachtenberg. So she she should play an adult Penny. <laughs> all right. So she's, she's kind with- of Brenda in this movie, but not just like there to be a love interest. Like she's yes. actually like a scientist and and maybe yeah. does she actually wear like is she gonna become the gadget person or no, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I because I I, I I don't like that yet. I like her more as the scientist. I like her more as the detective. But I don't like yeah. if she's making like a man, you know, have all the power or whatever, you know, that thing. Maybe two, I don't know. But no, she created the, the she's creating this, right. this cyborg. She's the, she's the god. And like by mm-hmm. this time, Brain is probably a robot that she created. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Am I going too far? Am I going too far for Matt? I mean, Matt, Matt's like, stop with it. You went a little too the- far. You went a little too far. <laughs> brain, the dog brain is now a cyborg. Yeah. Inspector, Inspector Gadget is no longer a part of the, sh- the film. <laughs> no, no, no. He's saying that he, like, Penny creates a new Inspector yeah. Gadget model. I think, we, yeah, I think, yeah, I can't, you know. We don't know what okay. that's made from exactly. It um, could work. It could work. Yeah. I, I feel like this movie weirdly We're sort of throwing out ideas yeah. here. We don't need to be like the movie and write them all in. <laughs> yeah, from, right. From, yeah. From, from 10 different writers. <laughs> here's my, okay, here's my question for you guys, though. If we could go back in time, we go back in time to the late 90s, and you have to cast Inspector Gadget, who are you guys going to pick? Oh, well, once you said Michael Richards, it's like, that's such a good, that's a great idea. I mean, um, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? I, I feel like we've seen... I mean, maybe 1999. We hadn't seen him. Well, I feel like we've sort of, I, I've already seen him do that basically in other roles. So I don't think I would like go to Jim Carrey. That seems like an obvious choice. I don't, I don't have a, a better one. Uh, like I, I know he would be a good choice. Like Jim Carrey's not going to do wrong by it, but I don't know if that's who I want. Like, What about okay? Sorry, uh, Dana Carvey, Res- your boy Matt. How would he do? That, he would do great, actually. He's actually a great pick. Uh, Dennis coming, Miller. Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. <laughs> he has the hair. Dennis, a young De- Dennis Miller had the Inspector Gadget <laughs> hair. Did, yeah, that's true. We didn't get the hair here. Like whenever I see your background and we see the yeah the, the hair's the locks yeah, coming like, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why didn't we? I mean, he would look terrible on Matthew Broderick. <laughs> that's probably why. But. <laughs> feel like nicholas cage Ooh, Ooh I, I would watch the hell out of that <laughs> I, I love nick cage nicholas yeah, cage and right. just as yeah oh sorry go oh i was just gonna say nicholas cage in a straight comedy as inspector gadget with michelle trachtenberg i feel like that would have been a winner i think so too like would he I don't think he would play it any differently whether you tell him it's a comedy or a drama. Like he's going to take it to <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> like true. so, I, that's I, I almost true. feel like tell him it's a fucking like drama. Like be like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a very intense movie. It's Joe, you know, or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever movie he's doing. Uh, it's Mandy. That's that's who he is. like. No, uh, yeah, I would love to see Nick Cage as that. I think they're all great choices. This all almost makes me sad because we're like sort of. We're more excited about that than what we got. But yeah. if, again, we agree that it's not Matthew Broderick's fault. Not but at like, all. I think he also sort of is almost by the numbers y in this, kind of. And maybe we could have seen a different layer with some of these other choices, a little bit even more off kilter. I think that's the direction. I think that that's the directing fault. They didn't let him. They didn't let he did. They had handcuffs on Trachtenberg and Broderick. Handcuffs. They couldn't get out. The, the yeah, grabber. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, the grabber. I feel like that's what happens when you you the director is a commercial director and everything is so specifically it has to fit into a box. Everything has been you know organized to a T where there's no room to explore for these actors. I I think that's true. There's like less creativity or less, uh, but, but when you see this movie, it's like, it doesn't seem like it's very in a box organized and it's just in, it gave me a headache. It's in a a cartoon box. It's in a cartoon box. And you've got, I mean, listen, you've got Dabney Coleman. All right. And that's keep going on your list. (laughs) Such a waste. This is a waste of Dabney Coleman. I love Dabney Coleman. So there could, I I see there could have been, you know, such great scenes between Dabney Coleman and Matthew Broderick. 
you know he's taking what what is happening is, to. Is, it's two okay um okay we sherry o'terry you know we had uh uh jp no, no, continue on your dabney coleman trend sorry i was just <laughs> no it's fine i'll go back to dabney coleman no, no, no go back that. to no go go back i was We're just here. saying we got two great scenes with the two of them and, and no, i know I but what, what did you, you want know, we, what did you want to see with dabney I, coleman? You know, his fight for <laughs> his 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 men because they're turning into cyborgs because cyborgs are now overtaking his police force all right automation is happening this was it you know we this was we knew this was coming and that's what this movie was saying i guess Okay, you want to know something? <laughs> yes, I want to know something, Matt. <laughs> Did you guys stick around for the end credits scene? Amazing end credits. Yes, Amazing. those were the best parts of this movie. The was Minion the... Recovery Group was incredible. That oh, was man. incredible. And another thing that was incredible is you get Don Adams. Uh-huh, yes. The original voice of Inspector Gadget is now the voice of Brain, the dog. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible, At, like using an Apple Watch before the Apple Watch. That was yes. pretty. There was some exactly. Pressure. Yeah, that was that was a key part of the original series was the high tech devices that Penny uses to, while Gadget is fumbling around and being a fool, she uses all her devices and her brain, not the dog, but her actual brain, <laughs> to to solve you know the uh, the mysteries and the the crimes. Which is great because it does feel like this is a through line then from Harriet the Spy. It's actually what Aaron and I sort of almost wanted Harriet the Spy to be. It's like, oh, that's like a detective rather than just a, yeah. a writer who's observing people. Um, but yeah, in, in the cartoon, is brain does brain talk the whole time or is that a thing that this uh, movie was introducing? Brain does not talk like a human, but um, he does sort of talk somewhere in between a dog and a human. Uh, ah, and they can like understand him. Uh, maybe no. I'm like not R2 actually. Yeah, it's more like that. <laughs> okay, okay. That, I mean, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that would have been fun to see in this movie. I want to see Penny doing things. So it's like it was Brenda the reason that another main reason, like because we needed to have a love story for some reason. Like because I'm a, or is Brenda in in the cartoon too? Is she like April O'Neil or something? Like why no. do we? I don't really remember. A, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember a love interest from the cartoon. I wouldn't correct you. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I, I mean, I think that felt like in this movie, yes, that was the point. That was the decision they made, that it was about this love story kind of, you know? Uh, and I think it would have been powerful to see more of a familial love story between the uncle and the, and the niece, which is in the fucking cartoon, like you said. So that mm -hmm. just makes more sense. I, like you said, Aaron, Jolie Fisher isn't the problem either, but I think they sort of, yeah, it sounds like they just tried to cram too much in and maybe picked and uh, cho chose the wrong ingredients or it sort of forgot what made the cartoon work. They, yes, they never, they never went to the source. They never went to yeah. the source. That's what it seems like. And that's, you know, and that I think that was the problem. Yeah, they didn't honor what made the show great. They didn't respect... They didn't respect the relationship between Penny and her uncle, and they didn't respect Brain the dog. Yeah, what he is was it? just here to lick his face. That was yeah. it, which is like the laziest dog thing you can do in a movie. Yeah, and in the in the cartoon, he actually has a number of disguises that he puts on, and he help he like saves Inspector Gadget from getting killed multiple times. Oh my God. So he's, cause he's in different disguises. That's like, I wonder if that was a CGI problem. Like they just didn't think they could do that with the dog or like, or yeah. why not just dress up a dog in like ridiculous things? Like, is that, would why, be mad? Wait, wasn't some of the dog CGI a little bit? They, yeah, I don't know why no, they didn't. I, yeah. And you could tell, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. maybe they didn't think they could go further with what they had on the tech part. I don't know. We're, we're going to talk more made about a, this on underdog. I think Aaron. they made a dinosaur <laughs> in 1993. They could make it. But well, a that's... tuxedo on a dog in 1999, for Christ's sakes. God, you'd hope they... so. But there's like difference in filmmaking and people like, yeah, you watch like Lord of the Rings 2001, like which was made 20 years ago and it looks better than movies that are made now. So like it really depends. It's not always it's not linear uh, for a lot of these. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, we could say the same thing about um, the mad cat, uh, about Dr. Claw's cat. The cat doesn't do anything. 
literally nothing at it's all. A stuffed, it's a stuffed animal for multiple scenes, which was really funny. <laughs> uh, like it was just like so obvious when he's like moving him around. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like an alternate history casting for the cat, I would have, you know, given it to Grumpy Cat. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh i mean r.i.p grumpy cat but uh R- yeah, R.I.P. yeah yeah but that would have been great casting but that would have been pre was grumpy cat alive in 1999 <laughs> i don't no, know it was like there was a brief window where they could have made the perfect inspector gadget movie and it just didn't happen mm-hmm. yeah we, christopher batman. nolan was busy doing batman movies christopher nolan i think <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> Jesus, him doing an or I think origin stories are part of the problem. Why do we need to be explained? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how he got the thing. If it just starts with him doing that scene that we see, but he's in his gadget stuff, that's a great opener. And who cares? This uh, is one of my biggest beefs with Hollywood movies is making everything an origin story. Why do we need to know why the Grinch is a Grinch? You don't need to know that. <laughs> We, we, well, that's a I good mean, episode of our podcast. But, but no, I, I do. I agree. was happy to find out, actually. <laughs> I, I, I got some closure know. with that. Well, I think in that scenario, a lot of movies are only made because they're like, they were like, what a sliver. It's like a 15 minute cartoon. It's like, how do we yeah. make this an hour and a half? And everyone's reason is always, okay, we have to see why they became who they became. And that's sort of always the go to. It's sometimes it makes sense. I think it actually does make sense for the Grinch because. You sort of it's like Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. It's the same thing. You want to see how he became a bastard. And so and and us as a viewer be like, recognize that in ourselves and try and overcome it. But but yeah, it's it's just I think it's just the, the act of explaining. It just feels like we can't just take a leap with the movie. Like, isn't that the whole point? You're sitting down to just take a leap. Yeah, like, I don't yes. I don't know. Yes. Um, no, I mean, they were able to do with Batman in 89 at Tim Burton. So right. able, you're able to do it. How do you do it? How, I don't know. Obviously, they didn't know here. I, maybe they thought people didn't know Inspector Gadget, so we have to know from the beginning. But like, I think you See, get it yeah, pretty quickly, think, yeah, right? I like, don't... all it takes is a scene of him doing his thing, Penny being the brains, brain also being the brain, and doing it like you just see the shtick in a cartoon episode. Um, but yeah, I think it is, it is that thing of like, oh, how do we take 20 minutes, turn it into an hour and a half and get adults mm-hmm. to care. But like the adults are the kids that watched it probably. So like they might care more than the kids now in I 1999. Also, I also think that, um, the Hollywood, Hollywood constantly goes with the origin story because in a perfect world, they would like to just keep making these movies. You know, they want to make right. a franchise yeah. So why not explain why a character becomes the way they are in the first movie? So then in the second movie, you don't, you know, you can do something else in the third movie and the fourth movie. Right. It, it is. It is about the franchiseification for sure. Yeah. And this is like trying to create the Inspector Gadget universe, <laughs> which I mean, there was a sequel to this movie, by the way, with uh, our boy in it. Yeah. It made listen. It made 134 million. So it made some money. It made like 30 million. They use that to. Put in French Stewart for the direct you know, DVD sequel or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, French Stewart, you know, he was great in Third Rock from the Sun. He seems like honestly an inspired choice, maybe, but like not probably for that movie. I, I like, I mean, for the direct to DVD, I don't see why not. You know, oh, I'm no. not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't know if the faithful will watch it. Matt, are you going to watch it after seeing this? I watched the. I had to watch the trailer for Inspector Gadget too. No, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> After watching the trailer, I'm not. But I will say that reminds me of another Michelle Trachtenberg role. Ooh, in uh, the failed CBS sitcom Migo. Migo. God, I don't even f- know it. Yeah, when was this? It was in the late 90s. CBS was trying to compete with TGIF on ABC. So CBS started, uh, I want to say it was called Block Party oh. on Friday night. Was, was it step-by-step step there? And they, they, they Exactly. They and took, Family Matters. Yeah. They took Family Matters and step-by-step step from TGIF to start their own Friday night to compete with TGIF. And Migo was one of their other 
uh, sitcoms. It had Bronson Pinchot as an alien. Okay. <laughs> okay. John- <laughs> Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh sounds- my God. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Ed-, Ed Bagley Jr. and uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Why don't I remember this? What's the it premise was- other than that there's an alien in it? So Amigo is pretty- that the alien? That's pretty it's much like, the uh, premise. It sounds like Elf. That's what it sounds like. Elf. <laughs> Yeah, the premise is um, Bronson Pinchot is an alien and he's living with a family. I love Bronson Pinchot. I huge. Not, I'm not the Pinchot expert of LA, but I do I do like a good Bronson Pinchot. I'm not even sure I know who he is, and I know our audience does not know who he is. So explain. oh my, perfect. Everyone, strategies. everyone knows Bronson Pinchot, Andy. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop Three. I mean, I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. Let's see. I got what about true? What about True Romance? What about True Romance, Andy? That's a great movie. I just don't. How do I not know him by? Oh, that guy. <laughs> Everyone knows this guy. Yeah. Everyone knows Bronson Pinchot. Perfect oh. Strangers. Perfect Strangers is an American classic sitcom. With one go. of the. It was it was a time when you could do any accent, just be foreign guy. And Bronson Pinchot was the foreign guy you went to. Mm. Risky business as well. I actually recently saw it, and he's great. Yeah. yeah, he's the the accountant. <laughs> Keep See, every everyone listening. Go have a little Bronzo Pincho party. All right. Yeah. Watch, watch, you know, Perfect Strangers, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Go well, maybe it. you two need to just start that podcast. The the way you got very excited. <laughs> the pinch Pincho pod. Pincho pod. Pincho pod. Pincho pod. You you acted like I couldn't. I didn't like know. Like it was. Oh, we're, I am offended personally, and I think no, that I know, is too. and that's why I love I it. Was, but like I was offended. I was yeah. offended. That's why I brought it up. I wanted to get some offense yeah. in the pod. Anyway, Matt's been very offended this entire time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we lost him after the robot brain. <laughs> very offended. Very offended. Yeah, I listen. Um, I I don't adhere to the the faithful of the gadget. I, I like so I'm I'm fine with the movie version of new things. You know, bring out these new characters. I'm okay with that. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing you know uh, Doctor Claw's face at the end of the movie. Maybe you know we exactly. Reveal, you Ooh, know, I agree. I and agree. then we, we then agree. we're into a sequel. You know, we say see. I they just weren't listen. They were thinking, let's get this out. It's a kids movie. We're gonna fight Wild Wild West and American Pie. We're not gonna win. <laughs> Whatever. They were fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Eisner Disney. I, I I want the best concept in this movie was the minion recovery group. I thought that was a really fun idea. We they got Mr. T, they got yes. odd job, they got yes. Jaws, and then they got someone to play Igor, they got someone to play Tonto. But like, and I love that in the credits, I don't know if you saw it, but they weren't able to say the real names of the people. They just said like the one with like who kills people with hats, basically. Like they had yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that for yeah. copyright. And I thought that was that was like funnier than anything in the yeah. actual movie. Well, let's talk about that minion Sykes for a minute. Is that is that a character in the in the show, Matt? No, uh, I don't think any of the minions no, are. No, no, he is okay. Not. No. Let's talk about veteran character actor Mike Haggerty. Okay, this guy <laughs> is great. All right, and for some reason, this is the movie they choose to take off his like uh, mustache that he always has. Okay, if so, if you haven't seen Overboard the original, okay. Let's not forget he's great in a Seinfeld episode. Uh, does some Friends and what else do I have here? He's Family ties. Yes, Mike Haggerty. Mike Haggerty. He's um, one of the he's best. A, he's a Chicago native. He's been in every single Mike Myers movie ever yes, made. Yes, yes. Ah. So I made an axe murderer. That would also if. Could you imagine if Kramer was in this? We would have a so I married an axe murderer reunion with Mike Haggerty and Michael Richards. <laughs> Wow. And everyone, then, everyone has been asking for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the same Pincho crowd too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And actually there's another Seinfeld uh, guy in this too. Uh, Brian George, who plays yes, the guru. Yes, guru, yes. And uh, the, the old lady guard. She uh, has the, the, the marble ride. And then she's also in Karate Kid. That woman's yes. in every movie. Yeah, that woman yeah. has probably been in more movies than anyone in that movie combined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, this right, what was everybody's favorite line? Okay. Oh, 
Was there I a have, favorite line? I have some. I have some least favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- do those, Matt. Yeah, go for it, Matt. Okay, here are some of my least favorite lines in Inspector Gadget. <laughs> When I they like break the first, the first, not the sequel, guys. The first, Spectre yeah. Game. I like that you specified what yeah. movie. I would agree. Like, these are my least favorite lines from Batman Forever. It's like, what? Okay, <laughs> great movie. I watched right. it last night. Anyway, yeah. I I was not. I know it's a kids movie. I, I get what they're trying to do, but I'm not a fan when they break the fourth wall and say it's a Disney movie. That I actually okay. like that line. I like that line. <laughs> that oh, one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be with Matt on this one. I didn't hate it, but I don't, I didn't need it. I didn't need that meta, you know, you didn't like it in the credits when they brought it up again. Cause he, he sort of went on a fun, like talking about Disney movies in the credits. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, no I, I appreciated it. You know, it's yeah. just like, let's be honest, like about it. He's like that. They probably, maybe they even got a note that they had to put a seatbelt on and they yes, said it. That's exactly know. what happened. Yeah. And I was like, I like calling it out, you know, and they could have said it would have been the best line would have been oh this movie's bad because it's a disney movie that would have been the best <laughs> line but uh anyway um actually i guess i like this line i sort of love i sort of love hate this line Ooh, um okay. that's not oil it's toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> that was uh I, it's that such was great exposition it's just I mean, that was great delivery, Matt. So maybe, maybe you should have been Inspector Gadget. Um, but yeah, that scene was great because it was like she he says "go go oil slick" and then the toothpaste comes out. That's not on him, you know. Uh, I mean, it is honoring the original series to do that. Um, oh, the, I just well, don't. Still a I, prototype. It's still a prototype. It's not going to work. 100%. I just, I just don't get why would he have that much toothpaste? I mean. <laughs> He would never have that much toothpaste. Also, I knew this movie was going to be bad when he had a, a Pez dispenser in one of his fingers. Why? Like that's when he... you knew? That's it took <laughs> you that long? <laughs> no, that was, they show it in the opening credits. I'm like, okay, they have the original theme song. I'm enjoying this. It could be good. Yeah, then but it's he's... got like a good beat to it. And yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is, they're honoring the original. And then I saw a Pez dispenser come out of a finger and I was just like, this is going to be a rough, this is going to be a rough. Damn you, Kellogg, damn you. That like could have been a good thing if the movie was actually funny. Like if, like, if it just all was like that, because it's such a bad idea. Like I I thought that was the point, but like it doesn't work because the movie's full of bad ideas. The movie doesn't work. The movie doesn't work and they tried really hard. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I, I felt that. That's what gave me a headache. Uh, the blue toothpaste. I bring it up because it's kind of a through line with uh, with uh, Harriet the Spy. There's the blue paint. And so I just find it very weird. And, and that there's, I think it's just a thing where there's blue is the color that we just get all over people in, chill, in kids' movies. So Harriet the Spy is a crazy blue scene. And then do you guys remember that like Paul Giamatti, uh, Frankie Muniz movie? Where, oh, mm-hmm. big liar, big fat liar. Big, big, yeah, big fat mm-hmm. liar. Like he gets all over blue. Like that's, I guess that's the the paint color. That's the color that executives love to get people. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that. I just wrote, I made a note of that. I don't think it's something we can make any conclusions about, but worth bringing up in a, in okay. a show about Inspector Gadget. Go, um, go blue. Go, go blue. Any uh, more uh, terrible lines? There, well, this one is again, maybe this is actually one that I like. Um, I think you just like all these. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when a, there's, a, there's a scene where a news reporter is reporting on all the terrible things that the imposter, the imposter gadget has done. Robo gadget. Yeah. Robo gadget. And at the end of the list, the reporter says, and set fire to an elderly man's <laughs> beard. <laughs> That's great. It's a great line. It's a great line. I did chuckle at that. Yeah. You need a, in a list, you need to give a nice little punch at the end there. Um, And that was a fun Batman Returns thing. That's what that was. The imposter basically was a penguin move, getting everyone to blame Batman. I don't know. I've just watched that movie. So I'm like, that that is, I mean, it's been done. They were trying to do the Tim Burton model. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. I mean, it's a little, it's a little fishy how quickly Dr. Claw was able to create 
an entirely new inspector gadget well that's called uh, pacing for 90 minutes really quick it just goes you have quick. a lot of money and that's what happens when you have a lot of money you can do stuff fast i don't know it's just, it's just <laughs> that's weird. true we also like, don't we, know how much time passed really i have no idea could have been a year you know he was, <laughs> he was rescuing cats for a long time so i'm not sure when that actually happened but i feel like that didn't bother me they <laughs> might have actually this movie <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the budget might have actually been too big. That might have been one of the problems. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Interesting. We needed a dark, gritty reboot. Yes, that's yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need, that's why, you know, like Aaron said, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Christopher yeah. Nolan. He'll do a, 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 yeah, a remake of the origin story because we just didn't get it quite right, you know? We need yeah, to. That wasn't right. It'll be a flashback of the flashback origin story. <laughs> yeah. I have a scene I would like to ask uh, your opinion about, each of Please. you. Um, the scene where um, Gadget, it's a Dabney Coleman scene. Ooh. Um, <laughs> what if like you're looking up at Aaron on that? Oh. <laughs> Gadget comes in with a kitten that he's rescued. He puts the kitten on Dabney Coleman's desk. Yes. The kitten drinks from Dabney <laughs> Coleman's coffee. What did you guys what did you guys think about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where you stop. Uh, you have to tell us what happens at the uh, what what happens next. Okay. Well, then eventually they have a, you know, conversation. Gadget leaves, Dabney Coleman drinks the coffee. Does not like the taste. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I there it's funny. You're bringing up all the mo the uh, the moments in the movie where I like turned to Lily and was like, did you see this? Like, what was that? <laughs> uh, you know? Yes, I had to rewind that for a moment, yeah. And so, because how I, I took it was the cat drank the coffee, liked it a lot, burped, and that was the joke, right? Oh, okay. Oh, it was okay, enjoying yeah. the coffee. And then when Dabney Colvin drinks it, for some reason he can taste, I don't think you'd be able to taste that a cat drank the coffee. But the way he yeah. reacted, it made me second guess what I initially thought. And then it was that maybe the cat puked in it or did something <laughs> in that coffee. And that's what he tasted and spit out. But I think it was just such lazy, like, oh, the cat licked the coffee that we're expected to be like, whoa! Because <laughs> yeah. you'd have no idea in real life. It's a cartoon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you could he could have easily had like a hair in the coffee, but yeah. you never that's see better. him. You never see him pull a hair out of his mouth. I just, they cut it, they cut it out. They probably cut it out. The hair is actually a really good gag because that's my life. Like I'm just pulling out blondie hair from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really good, that's better. Yeah. Uh, they go with the first one, you know, or, or maybe this was the third one because the first two were too good. You know, they're just <laughs> like, I don't know. Kids wouldn't get it. Oh, another, okay. Another uh, example of how much money was pumped into this movie Stan Winston studio did the special effects. They were good special effects. It had great special effects. Yeah, so there's a lot of potential for this movie. Great special effects. Great cast that was just wasted. Okay. Wait, do you have more? Do you want to talk about Sherry O'Terry now? No, I think I'm done. I think that's You're like, done. Uh, you don't have any yeah. more? Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry. She's a real life cartoon. So it makes sense that yeah, she would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, she was yeah. good. We yeah, I'm saying, all, yeah, all the cast was very good, except for just Rupert Everett was miscast. Yeah, Rupert Everett. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I, uh, mm -hmm. and I think really the best line in this movie was, "That's why I left Tokyo." <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're gonna have to take me back to that moment. I remember that line, but I forget. When yeah, the robo the, the robo uh, gadget is is got like on the big legs and it's chasing. Oh, yes. oh yeah, Godzilla yes. reference. Yes, Godzilla reference. A Broderick reference. Was this before or yeah, yeah. Godzilla this happened before. Like, it was this after. No, it's after. Yeah, this is after. So it was 98 was Godzilla. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like Jesus, that is two in a row that killed Broderick's career. And it's I mean, I haven't watched Godzilla in a while, but I don't think that was his fault either. It's not no, it's not his fault. It's just not a good movie. But well, like this was, I, yeah. This was a crazy part of Broderick's career because he was making amazing movies in between these Hollywood remakes. He was in Election. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was in You Can Count on Me in the same stretch where he's in Godzilla and Inspector Gadget. And I guess that's why, I mean, 
there's many reasons why his career didn't sort of like end or something. Cause I, like a lot of th- people, I think if they were in Godzilla and inspector gadget, they would never hire again, but a Broderick has range and can do anything, but B he was doing that. And I think most people probably were talking about the big movies, but the people that actually care about movies were like, no, no watch election. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was already a star by this. So like they knew what he could do, you know? Right. And, and then he went to Broadway. Of, yeah. Right. He had the Broadway thing too. And he, he, if he was maybe in his twenties, if obviously if this is where like if you went from Ferris Bueller to this movie and Godzilla, that could have Done. been real, yeah. yeah, it would have been over. So yeah, I if think this he, was if this was uh Zach Efron, not 17 again, <laughs> Zach Efron has no career. <laughs> yeah, None Zac whatsoever. Efron is a, a terrible casting choice for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he would have been an he would have been an awful inspector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense to Zach Efron. It's just it's not his terrible. Point. Andy, I can't believe you would even bring that up. That was Aaron, but uh, I'll take yeah. the blame. Um, <laughs> Andy, I can't, believe I, I can't believe you. Andy. Uh, Matt, do you have any more favorite, least favorite lines? Okay, I will say that I do appreciate when they bring back some of Inspector Gadget's catchphrases, like wowzers, or I'm always on duty. They sort of... <laughs> They sort of slipped in some of, I mean, wowzers, they say multiple times, but they kind of like slip in. I'm always on duty, you know, for the diehard gadget fans out there. Oh, did you just got a tingle in your body when that happened? A gadget? I was like, oh, a gadget tingle? Yeah, a little gadget, a little gadget tingle. <laughs> and then in the cartoon, at the end of every episode, uh, Dr. Claus says, I'll get you next time, gadget. Next time. Um, and they don't Rupert Everett. He doesn't say it word for word, but he, he does sort of honor that. that. I remember that. It's like, it's like muffled under the Skittles, you know, you can't really hear him. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of references to other things in this movie where it just, is like basically stealing from movies. Uh, and I wish it would just rather, yeah. Steal from itself better. That's yeah. Oh, well. Um, I have a, I have a question for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. if you could have only one go, go gadget, what would it be? Good question. Ooh. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, not the toothpaste. <laughs> go, go oil slick. I mean, <laughs> if I have to have one, it's gotta be a pest dispenser, right? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It's just a Seinfeld reference, you know. We're still—it's for the bit. So so offensive. (laughs) Um. Okay. Let's just—I'm going to list some of the actual gadgets from the original. Please, please, and I'll take one of those. Yeah. Let me original. Yeah. Let me. So we got. So we got Go Go Gadget Copter. That's Mm -hmm. my choice, by the way. And let right now that was my choice beforehand. I just wanted to say that now. All right, go. We have Go-Go Gadget Brella, which Ooh. is an um, umbrella that yeah. comes out of his head. We, we, we saw have, that, right? They used it. Or it was a parasol. They did. They yeah. did use it, yeah. Um, Go-Go Gadget Coat, which in this they say airbag, where his coat inflates. Ah. But it's actually Go-Go Gadget Coat. Uh, Go-Go Gadget Arms, Go-Go Gadget Legs, Go-Go Gadget Binoculars, um... Yeah, I mean, there are others, but... Yeah, I don't know if I want all of those. Yeah, yeah one's enough. I think the copter one, like, just to be able yeah. to fly is the winner. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, because I don't need... I mean, stretching limbs is kind of cool, but it's also just... Uh... I don't want binoculars to come out of my eyes. That's not uncomfortable. <laughs> copter yeah. is... Copter is... Copter's number one. Copter yeah. is the... And then the umbrella. Umbrella's useful. Umbrella's very useful. Yeah. Because <laughs> I oh. hate carrying an umbrella so it'd be really nice if i could just say it pop out of my head yeah that'd be great (laughs) carrying things is the worst so that's like that's all why we like inspector gadget he's you know swiss army knife there's also uh go go gadget skates i believe uh skis oh yeah we see those Mm -hmm. so they did they did do a lot of the ones from the cartoon i couldn't tell you know what was you know, just for them. I mean, I could tell that they did them poorly, but I didn't, I didn't know if they were new or what was, what was the best one that they did that was new and not in 
the movie? Or is there anything in this movie that was not from the cartoon that you liked? Okay. Um, what did I like? About- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aaron and that- I liked the Surge and the Skittles. We did like, we were there for the Gadget yes. Mobile. I think, I think the movie could have had room for Gadget Mobile and Penny. Just it wasn't this one. But I, I think that is where I, I will say I, that's the thing I like. I mean, I do love the the uh, the "Hey now, you're an all star" yeah. moment. <laughs> I do love that because Trachtenberg dances, and um, they have somehow managed to uh, to make uh, Brain the dog dance. I like. I assume like showing a treat in front of his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I remember, yeah, that was a great spot. I liked it. It was a subtle dance. It wasn't like the dog went crazy. It was just like he was bobbing his head. Yeah. Um, but I have to say the oil slick, the, I do like that. I mean, I really do like the toothpaste moment. Um, <laughs> like, it was your least favorite thing when you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I came, I came it's around. It's growing on you, Matt. I came it's around. On you. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened. Like, I can't go out tonight, guys. I'm watching Spectre Gadget again. <laughs> i mean if you think about it he is this person for the rest of his life how much toothpaste do you use in your life maybe that's all the toothpaste he would have had for his entire life and they now- can't they can refill it they can't refill it what kind of what do you mean they can't refill it know, probably toothpaste expires right like you don't want to have the same toothpaste yeah. to 90 years later i don't know i mean he could probably live forever right like he's just I don't know. Although this, like his heart, you know, is a big thing. Like the human part of him is the movie, really. That's the like family I moment. I mean, it, the the pen is going to run out of ink. They got to like put the pen back, you know, they got to fill it up. They can't, yeah, they, they're going to refill stuff. They can't just. Is that Brain's job? Is that Penny's job? Is that, I mean, I guess that's Brenda's in this it's movie. It's Brenda but, and Brenda the... made a prototype and we got to work on it. That's all. Let's talk about Brenda really <laughs> quick. She makes, yes. she makes the gadget like this is her dream and then immediately takes a job and fucking leaves and just like she's just like oh we're good you know it's like I, that's I not it's, really it's not really honoring her father when she does that <laughs> i agree uh and, and she, well she said like oh he's gonna give me all this money and all this freedom and you look at what she did with the gadget and you're like what you didn't have enough money or freedom for this like what did you <laughs> what was cut what was cut in your design like what what was not I, I don't understand yeah that didn't make sense uh but she got corrupted real quick yeah yeah it was a quick movie it was <laughs> it was 80 it was 80 minutes 80 minutes non-stop. it's all non-stop <laughs> just whammo slapstick 24 7 and <laughs> it's a great ride a it great was like, ride it, it was like an eight it was like an 80 minute long super bowl commercial Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. Uh, And actually, I think I mean, it did fly by. I will say that I was like, Oh, I thought it like it felt like maybe 20 minutes had gone by, which that's a compliment. I'll say that, you know, this movie was not as bad as I thought it would be that I went in expecting it to be the worst. And I actually think maybe it's almost better watching it in 2021 than Mm -hmm. when like if I'd gone to it in theaters. I think I would have been even more upset like this. It's it's now it's an artifact, which is always more interesting to see a movie, but also, I don't know. I think that cartoony thing almost works in spite of itself, but it doesn't, it's still bad, but like, I don't know. It, it, it's enjoyable. It, it works for what it is. It is what it is. It's a cartoon live action and that's what they made. And now, and, and now we know, you know, after Spider-Man and X-Men, we know how to do origin stories better. We know how to, we know how to actually write. We're okay with a two and a half hour cartoon movie now. We'll be okay with it. We'll deal with it. Back then I we agree. would have. I, I agree. So. I think I, I think both of you are right. I think it's a watchable movie. I give it a solid C minus. Yeah, I gave it two stars out of five. So I guess that's yeah, that's, that's lower than C minus. I think, but you know, <laughs> same, same thing. You know, it's like a it's. Yeah, I didn't hate myself after watching it. Let's go. That's that's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we have more to talk about, but if we were making this movie today, who would you cast? Okay, today, present day, 2021. That's the year 
We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, that's I... obviously a part of this equation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a part of the movie, too. Um, you know, Inspector Gadget Saves the Pandemic is the title. Yeah, who would I... Um, that's a really tough question. You can edit out the, the giant pause where I'm thinking. No, it's okay. Like, who... Are there as many zany, cartoonish sort of performers now as there were in the 90s? Like, I mean, because we, you know, we named like five and that was, I feel like only, you know, scratching the surface. Like who on SNL has that or who, I don't know. Yeah. What comedian or physical, con like, I'm not, I don't even know. Actually, would Michael J. Fox have been good? No, I don't think so. No, I think he's no, he he's a good physical he is, comedian. but I don't I don't think he, he has it's not the he's not goofy enough. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah, he's not. He's more he's too similar to Matthew Broderick. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I think I think that's accurate. Yeah, he would be sort of similar. Um, I wanna say I wanna say I mean he might be too old now, but Will Farrell. Yeah, I could see it might that. be too old now, but I think I think that is again sort of that yeah that same type that we're talking about yeah. Mm -hmm. Or what about John C. Riley? Is that mm -hmm. is that too weird? I don't know. I, I don't know. That guy can do anything. Um, oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Mm. No, I don't think so. Steve Carell, who famously played the Don Adams role in the remake yes. of Get Smart. Mm. So he could tackle another Don Adams role. He could. I mean, what else has got going on? I feel like a I feel like Adrian Brody. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, sure. Um, I feel like yeah, I feel like Adrian Brody. <laughs> what about DiCaprio? Can we just get DiCaprio to do it? He can do anything. He can I mean, do anything. He can he, do what anything. an Oscar. Uh <laughs> maybe a walking Phoenix. Wow. I, I, it's I, a dark I, gadget. I would obviously see that, you know, that's the thing. If you see the, like the ones that are spectacularly like leaps, you know, they could be disasters or greatness, you know, I, that's what inspector gadget should be. It should be either the best, I don't know, go crazy with the choice and, and, and let the chips fall. Matthew Broderick was the safe choice, I guess. Uh, he, he delivered a safe performance. Um, and uh, so did we in this podcast. Uh, do we, do we have any uh, other thoughts, Matt? Aaron. Oh man, so mm. many. Oh, I, I guess I let's mean... finish on our on our on our lady. You know, the the star of our series here, Michelle Trachtenberg. Oh, yeah, Trachtenberg. Forgot about her. All right. So we we <laughs> all admit that she's great in this movie. And the small yes. thing that she gets, she would have been great if we got more of her. Yes. Um. But yeah, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, there's not really notes we can give her. It's not. She didn't do anything wrong. Uh. And as a 12 year old or whatever she is, like you can't fault her choosing this movie. No, no, it was it it was uh, a great role for her, and I, I again, it just like everyone else, something was missed for them. They they did not give it to, them. especially in the scene where um, Inspector Gadget is in the the dump, yeah. and she almost starts crying, and you could see the tears coming. That's real mm -hmm. acting. That's real emotion. I believed and, it. Yeah, and 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 they probably like, all right, cut. What are you doing, man? It's not a commercial, bro. Let it go. <laughs> just record. Get out yeah. of the way. Oh man, yeah, I would have loved to like see her like it's Jack and Lost, just like banging the gadget yeah. thing and like his dead body, like taking yeah. brain, just like hitting. Like I don't know, like she could have gone. Yeah, well, she was going places. I, yeah. I, she is genuine. Like in every scene that she's in, I believe that she really cares about uh, Inspector Gadget. And the whole movie, I'm wondering why, but like not because I need the origin, but because he's just not giving anything back to her. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the movie. That's I feel like that's the director being like, ah, no, Penny, you're just, just be charming. And she does do that, but they don't reward her or us for being there. Um, yeah, I, f I feel like the most painful scene in this whole movie for me is when they're in the gadget mobile. Oh, they drop her off? Fuck. They're headed for the action. And they're like, sorry, Penny and Brain, you stay here that is mm -hmm. i feel like that's the most symbolic for like how trachtenberg was treated on this film and then and in some movies that makes sense right to put the kid out of harm's way but in a live action cartoon and in a cartoon where penny is the part of the team 
that does, yeah. And, and I felt that not knowing the cartoon. I was just like, what you, you're putting your best players on the sideline. It's like a coach taking out LeBron for no reason. Like, just like, oh, you know, eh, it's too easy to do that. I don't know. Like, or what's the reason? I don't Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> That is it. That is the moment. I think that's what we needed before we, uh, before we finish. Thank you, Matt. Um, and thank you for coming on and being the expert to, to, you know, I feel wiser, uh, you know, <laughs> Oh no, no problem. Thank you for having me. It's really, uh, it's been a great, it's been a blast. <laughs> he said that in such a, like, it's not, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's over. Thank God. <laughs> I can I go back to my Inspector Gadget rewind. That was your. That's not. Oh, oh. that's too. I will, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Okay, okay. We're on a podcast. You know, I'm your guest. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have. I don't have anything to plug, but I would plug the original series, the original <laughs> cartoon. It's available to watch on YouTube for free. Like almost every episode, if not all the episodes, for free. I would urge all of your listeners to watch some of them. All right. All right. I think I, I might do, I might do that myself, you know, especially if there's a Bronzo Pincho uh, <laughs> sighting. <laughs> uh, probably not. Um, but thanks again, Matt, for gracing us with your presence here on our virtual Upper East Side. Aaron, where can the people find us? The people can find us at Gossip Guys Pod, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can email us at gossipguyspodcastgmail.com, and you can find me at the worst. That is the W U R S S T. And Andy, where could they find you? Woo, I'm at Wandering Green. That's on Twitter and Instagram, at least for now. I might quit Twitter. We'll find out next time <laughs> on Gossip Guys. XOXO. Gossip Guys. <laughs> Go, go podcast.